Black History Month you find ridiculous. Why? You're going to relegate my history to a month? Oh, come well, on. What do you do with yours? What, which month is White History Month? <laughs> no, well, no, 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 come on. Tell me. Well, the, I'm Jewish. Okay. Which I'm month sure. is Jewish History Month? Uh, there isn't one. Oh. Oh. Why not? Yeah. Do you want one? No, no. No, I, 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 I don't either. I don't want a Black History Month. Black history is American history. How are we going to get rid of racism? And stop talking about it. I'm going to stop calling you a white man. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you to stop calling me a black man. I know you as Mike Wallace. You know me as Morgan Freeman. You're listening to Earl Francis on this week's Rehash. Finally, the rioting, vandalizing, and looting has died down. Thanks to the men and women of the LAPD and the National Guard for keeping law and order. In California, at least. Welcome to this week's rehash. And as a thank you for protecting our lives during the riots, we are taking away your resources. So you cannot train yourselves to do your jobs better. We will make sure that you will not be able to protect us and yourselves so that criminals can have their way with the public. So rioters can riot freely and loot all they want because insurance only pays a portion of the looted items anyway. We will let hard-working people and business owners to be harassed, abused, robbed because we are here for the criminals. That is basically what this mayor of Los Angeles and his cohorts announced last week. Brilliant, right? A political move, no doubt. All these politicians are joining the bandwagon in order to gain popularity and appear agreeable by throwing the police department under the bus. Defunding the police department is what he called it. Take away their resources as punishment for what happened. He did not say it that way, but might as well. Cut the police department's budget so they cannot properly train, which leads to brutality. Lesser funds means lesser pay, which results to less qualified candidates, thus more incidents such as what transpired. And how does that solve racism? While on the other hand, Michael Jordan donates millions for the fight against inequality. Donate to who? To what? Is there any accountability to that donation? Is there an actual organization, company, or drug that has a proven way to change the perception of people among each other? I like how Denzel Washington put it. You know, race relationships have to do with race relationships. You're white or whatever you are. I'm black or whatever I am. We're standing here talking now. That's how we get things done. You can't legislate love. The President of the United States can't legislate us into liking each other. We have to step forward and ask questions about each other and engage. There's no law that says, oh, because I'm president, you all got to get along now. So it's up to us. Or maybe the whole idea is to create chaos. Get one of those big government idealists elected and they will take control of everything, including our freedom. Especially our freedom. 
They already started with letting out criminals earlier than their sentences. They already prohibit police officers to enforce laws. California do not even prosecute thefts less than $1,000. Trespassing is perfectly fine. Drug dealers and addicts are actually encouraged to do business on the streets. Millions are spent cleaning up needles from streets, parks, and playgrounds. San Francisco even gives away drugs and alcohol-like party treats. There is nothing about race here. Just criminality. I don't see these high-paid celebrities living in the community they say they support, or shop in their local businesses. After they have given their money, they live on in their bubble getting paid as usual. They are not the ones on the street dealing with crimes on a daily basis. Before the incident, people who were trying to get the economy back on track by opening up businesses were being criticized for not thinking about the health and safety of the public. Do your part. Save lives. Social distance. Stay home. Do not go to work and just collect welfare checks. And do not gather. Those were what they touted. But then came the protest and rioting which they encouraged and praised because people went out of their homes, got together, shoulder to shoulder, for their cause. Even hugging and all that. So what happened to social distancing? What happened to staying at home? Not to mention the looting, assaults, and vandalism. So everyone else should follow social distancing, except them? I understand having empathy, but joining a cause because it's a fad? Sad. I know of people who live in countries that do not even have the same demographics as we do. Yet, they will post and regurgitate whatever they have seen on social media just to be with the in-crowd. They have other pressing problems in their country than racism. But of course, this is the cause that social media dictates us to take up, so we follow. I know that opinions are like buttholes. Everyone has one, and that is totally fine. Unless your opinion does not agree with what pop culture, social, and mainstream media dictates. Then, we will harass you. We all say we disagree with stereotyping, but what that really means is we disagree with your stereotyping. When we do it, it's fine. They say that majority of the protests were peaceful. So never mind the violence and the cities that were burning. They say not all protesters were violent, so do not stereotype. Well, cutting the police department's budget to appear as punishment is basically saying that all police officers are racist and abusive. And that is stereotyping as well. Frankly, I do not know if it was about racism. I know everyone made it out to be, but I wasn't there. I do not know what actually went on in the mind of that former police who killed that man. It just so happened that the cop was white and the suspect was black. It does not justify the killing, but I have no idea what his intention was. For me to call it that means he literally went out to find that specific race to abuse and kill. But that could have happened to any ethnicity. It just so happens that other ethnicities besides the most common ones does not get the same media attention because it does not sell good TV. So I would file it under police brutality than racism. It does not shed a better light on the police, but that issue I can understand. I have had encounters with police of all sorts of ethnicity, on traffic stops, seminars, and trainings. Even though they were short encounters, I just cannot claim that these officers woke up in the morning, suited up, 
kissed their families goodbye and said, All right, honey, I'm going to work now and be a racist and maybe find someone to abuse. I'll see you later. Love you. Police officers are just people. They may have some training. That is why we think we should hold them to a higher standard. But bottom line, they are just people who at the end of their shift just wants to go back home to their families in one piece. So if they encounter people who endangers their lives, when all else fails, their instinct of self-preservation will kick in, just like any of us. We all just want to live. You're listening to Earl Francis on this week's Rehash. We once went on a road trip to a small town in Texas and attended something like a town fair. We were literally the only non-white people there and we really felt that all eyes of the police officers who were assigned to that fair had their eyes on us. You can literally observe that they were watching us. It was creepy, but I understood it. That is part of situational awareness looking for the oddity. I still prefer that over being blown up by a suicide bomber or shot by a mass shooter. Even our car was profiled because we had California plates. Although to be fair, I was driving like a Californian, so we got stopped twice. I know that does not even come close to what others experience when they are profiled by police, but that is my experience. In that town, at that time, with my own skin color. I'm sure others have had it worse. So I understand how we all feel differently about police officers, but for our so-called leaders, from mayors, governors, celebrities, and others of social influence, who has police protective detail or private security that surrounds them all the time and allows them to live in their bubble, and then turns around and call all police officers killers, racist, and abusive, just furthers the problem. Denzel puts it better regarding the system and our responsibility. You know, incarceration rates in America has been a problem, especially as opposed to minorities. And Roman delves into this, the issues around the legal system. Do you think we've made any headway? In the I legal think it's system? more important to make headway in our own house. By the time the system comes into play, the damage is done. They're not locking up seven-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I was in Chicago a couple of three, four weeks ago, and we saw these little kids on bikes with masks on the side of their head, like five or six of them. And the driver said, yeah, they're little yummies. I said, who? He said, little, little yummies. Look up, Google little yummy. Mm. Little yummy was an 11-year-old murderer. Wow. And you look at his picture, you'll see the headshot of him, and he's like this. And he got murdered at 11 by a 14-year-old. Wow. Who's doing life now in a 16-year-old. That makes no sense. You, you blame the system? Where was his father? Yeah. It starts in the house. It starts in the home. And yeah, well, well, my father got locked up. Well, where was his father? Yeah. You know, that, 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 like I, I did talk about my three closest friends, and they did, you know, 15 to 25. One did 28, this and that. I was the only one of the three that had a father in my life, even though my parents were together but I still had a father who was a gentle man and a good example, yeah. and they didn't. We can blame the system if we want, but they didn't lock any of us up at seven. Yeah. We were all 
doing enough to get locked up. At 13, my parents sent me in another direction. They didn't have anybody to help them, and they kept doing what they was doing, and the system got them. So I, I don't, the, the system is rigged, but why, all the more reason not to help it. This is Earl Francis for this week's Reash. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please remember to hit that support button and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.